Hi, I'm Phil Elkins. I'm a Cattle Practitioner, BCVA Board Member and also currently the Secretary of BCVA. I'm going to be talking to you today about the Sustainability Working Group that I've had the pleasure of chairing on behalf of BCVA and give you a bit of an insight into some of the actions that we're looking to take as a, as a result of this. So the BCVA Sustainability Working Group I set up um, with the full approval of the board uh, because I feel as cattle vets we we play a very significant role when it comes to driving sustainability in, in many different aspects but not least for our clients and there's quite a lot of negativity that can sometimes come around farming about the impact of farming on environmental factors animal welfare etc that is in some ways either an overt or a, or a covert criticism of, of what we do as farm animal vets and and i don't think it's always appropriately founded so set up the sustainability working group Using some some real experts in their field, so we've got uh, Jude Kappa, who's a livestock sustainability consultant, friend of BCVA. Is we've done a lot of work with Jude historically. Um, we've got Finlow Costain from uh, from Farmwell and also from the the Farmgate podcast, uh, who consults a lot with with industry, with government, with regards to sustainability measures. Um, we've got uh, Simon Doherty, who's one of the directors and founding members of Vet Sustain, also currently the senior vice president of the British Veterinary Association. We've got Rachel Hayton, who's a clinical practitioner working for Synergy Farm Health down in the southwest, um, and is is very interested in how we can maintain some degree of uh, of influence with regards to sustainability. And and myself chairing the group, so some fairly heavy hitters in the in the world of agriculture and veterinary sustainability, uh, which is what we wanted to achieve. So we looked at this from three very different angles. We looked at this in terms of what does sustainability look like for our clients. Um, what does sustainability look like for our businesses? And then thirdly, what does sustainable life look like for us as, as individuals and, and as people? Um, and very quickly, we realized that that's a fairly significant amount of, um, of, of work to be done. And we, we thought we would kind of focus on certain areas. Um, and the first thing that we thought we would focus on is actually getting a definition of what sustainability is that we can all buy into and we can all kind of try and refer back to with with measures that we take going forward so what we came up with uh, is ensuring what we're doing is the right thing for the long-term future encompassing the needs of all stakeholders and future generations considering ecological economic and social and ethical impacts so it's referring that actually sustainability has to be holistic but it also needs to benefit everyone in particular with no negative effects for those that are yet to inhabit the earth. So looking at environmental responsibility, social and ethical responsibility, but also some degree of economic viability. And that's really important to to remember that actually we're, we're dealing with businesses here. And if those businesses are not economically viable, they won't be there for the long term future, which has a major significant effect on food security, food safety, food hygiene. And ultimately, is part of the reason why we are food animal vets. So the next thing that came out of this is that obviously sustainability is a massive topic, a massive area. It's not a it's not a one off thing that needs to be looked at in isolation. It's a part of a constant, ongoing, evolving theory. And for that to be successful, we really need to be looking at, at collaborating where possible. 
so there's a lot of bodies that we've we've talked about how can we collaborate with how can we work together towards a common aim so involving other veterinary bodies such as bva vet sustain uh, sheep vet society pig vet society also farming bodies such as the nfu and and extending our reach through collaboration is really a, a key facet of what we're trying to achieve through the sustainability working group just to give you a bit of a hint uh, in this short podcast about the actions that we're hoping to take off the back of this, um, there will be a full document coming out in time once it's got board approval and once it's 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 kind of satisfactory for us all to to share. But ultimately, what I'm giving you here is a bit of a bit of a peek of the main actions that we'll be looking to take as as a as an organisation. Now, the first of these is to publicly recognise the important role of vets in sustainability and welcome that cattle vets influence sustainability in many ways beyond disease control. So yes, disease control is important, and disease ultimately leads to wastage, which challenges all of those those three cornerstones of sustainability. Um, And disease control is an essential part of what we do as cattle vets. But it's also important to recognise that as cattle vets, we, we add more in terms of productivity, ensuring profitability, driving animal health and welfare and the importance that those roles play. But also that as cattle vets, we're not just clinical practitioners. There are many other roles that cattle vets play in ensuring a sustainable future for for us as as individuals as well as a wider society. So we need to look at the role that OVs play in, in abattoirs, research vets, universities teaching the next generation of vets coming through, also government vets, so looking at control of of endemic uh, and notifiable disease is, is really important to a sustainable future. The second action is to publicly welcome an industry target of net zero warming from agriculture, while recognising the potential for long term cooling. So yeah, various uh, political bodies, industry bodies have set targets for the industry to be to be net zero warming. Um, and we're going to focus a little bit on warming throughout this this document and throughout these actions, because it is the kind of a hot topic, if you mind the pun um, at the moment. So, yeah, various industry bodies have come out with with a target of net zero, which we fully welcome and, and we fully endorse. Uh, but actually, for some farms, we've got the ability to do more than just net zero. We've got the ability to, to, to have a net cooling effect and start to really reverse some of those, those impacts uh, that agriculture can have, can and has had. What we don't want to necessarily do is to, to push a situation where agriculture has a net cooling effect and that allows high fossil fuel use industries to carry on as they currently are. That That we don't see as being sustainable, but actually utilizing a productive safe secure food supply industry that can also provide societal benefits in terms of net cooling would seem to be a really admirable aspiration the third action is to lobby for an industry and political agreement on scientifically robust metrics on which to assess sustainability of food production so putting that in the context of of warming and, and emissions We've got two metrics that are used. We've got GWP 100 and GWP star. And anybody that's interested, I I would suggest reading a little bit into these two metrics. And the difference is how they deal with uh, the the warming effect of short-lived emissions. So primarily methane when we're talking about agriculture. But because methane emissions are are relatively short-lived before breaking down into carbon dioxide the knock-on effect of them are perhaps not as large as GWP 100 would suggest. And measures that drive lower GWP 100 
will not necessarily lead to the best long-term uh, cooling effect or long-term um, cessation of warming effects. So actually, if we can get some industry and political agreement on adoption of the most scientifically robust methodology, we can then start to u- utilise that to, to drive appropriate actions. Equally, when it comes to other areas of sustainability, such as biodiversity, soil health, uh, water retention, etc., we need to have some robust metrics that we can use and apply on farms so that we can start to assess how agriculture is actually doing in this regard. So our next action really ties into action one, but also into actions two and three, and that's to promote and aid the co-skilling of farm vets to encourage targeted engagement in agricultural sustainability. So as farm vets, we, we get disease control. We understand it. It's our, it's our bread and butter. It's what we do day in, day out. But actually, we can, and, and there is a, a movement happening within the farm vet circles, we can help to advise on other methods with regards to agricultural sustainability. So, and we try to look at this from a, from a number of different angles and, and basically looking at what are vets very good at and have a really key role to play in. So disease control, uh, nutrition, productivity, etc. What are areas where vets could have a potential role in terms of signposting in, in some situations in terms of having greater depth and being able to advise, so potentially looking at choice of forages, use of cover crops, etc., um, hedges. And then as a third level, what are things that vets really, it's, it's not necessarily their key area, but we need to be aware of the, the potential knock-on influence, so potentially looking at bioenergy. Um, and, and we need to have a, an understanding of these, not so that we can advise, but so that we can potentially signpost. Um, but there is a there is a potential here to to uh, co-skill um, farm vets to increase the range of skills that they've got so that they can have a greater engagement from a sustainability angle. So the next action is to call for further research into the cost of disease, both financial and in terms of emissions. So when we look at diseases, there are some diseases where we've got really quite accurate average figures for the financial costs of disease. There's some recent research that's been carried out looking at the emissions impact of certain conditions, so primarily lameness and lameness conditions. Actually, for for us to be able to do a better job of advising our clients on the knock-on effects of disease, we need to have much more awareness and, and better research to back up um, at a bespoke level what the impact of those diseases on those farms are so that we can then take that information and use it to, to drive appropriate actions. So action number six is to develop a toolkit of materials and promote this, the concept of sustainability champions within practices. So we're now moving on to sustainability within our businesses. Uh, there's a wealth of great information that's already out there, which uh, relates to um, office spaces, premises, businesses, etc. And we would look to try and pull some of that into a toolkit to provide to veterinary practices. We know the concept of champions within a business works really well, where you've got a small number of people that have a an interest that's really drilled down in a certain area, and they can then be used as as a source for action and a source for information for the wider business. There is some information around sustainability, uh, in particular relating to ambulatory vets. Actually, there's the potential for some more there to to bring into place. But we've got a couple of really good examples um, that that will be in the document. One around the use of trackers 
to drive economy when it comes to to travel and one around uh, medicines and stocking control and how it can be used more sustainably which will be in the document the seventh action is to to look at promoting a culture of improving sustainability in our personal lives basing decisions on the best appropriate evidence collaborating with other organizations to promote sustainable advice where it's appropriately robustly supported by evidence so what we're saying is when it comes to sustainability in our lives, we're, we're not going to tell you what to do. It's not something we would feel comfortable doing. It's not something we would be appropriately placed to do. What we can do is actually try to promote this culture where we're, we're considering the decisions we're making and whether they are sustainable or not. And if they're not sustainable, providing uh, signposts towards where alternative uh, information is available. But the key thing is that actually... There are some decisions we can make based on first principles and what's sustainable and what's not. Um, there are some decisions where we really ought to be referring to evidence. And our role as BCVA in some places is to look at that evidence and make decisions as to, to the validity of it. So, for example, there is a there's a large lobby at the moment around uh, reduction of of red meat intake and the knock on influence that can have on personal influence on sustainability. Some of the data that's being utilised in those arguments and discussions, A, is not based on up-to-date scientific metrics, um, and B, is based on global figures. And the vast majority of beef consumed in the UK is is British, um, and what we need to do is we need to uh, assess that evidence and look at, at a British level, what is the knock-on influence of consuming beef versus not consuming beef when it comes to carbon output. Um, so... It's it's about uh, cultural decisions, but it's also about evidence-based considerations. And then our final action, and it's only final from a numerical perspective, it's, it's certainly not in terms of importance, is to, to look at BCVA as an organisation um, and to consider how we are behaving and whether we are behaving in a sustainable way. With the coronavirus outbreak at the moment, a lot of us have changed the way the way we behave. BCVA has embraced uh, distant working, home working, use of teleconferencing facilities um, to, to continue the high quality of output it's putting out. What we need to do is we need to look at whether that is a sustainable approach in terms of uh, working patterns, quality of output, etc., or whether the way we were working previously was more sustainable. And to come up with a, a, a situation where, as an organisation, we become self-reflective and as a knock-on effect of, of being self-reflective, we do what we do better. So that's just really a, a really brief overview of what we've done as a sustainability working group. Um, as I've said, full full minutes will be coming out, full action points, etc. And you'll be able to then look at these as a as a member. Um, and please do feedback in terms of whether you think our approach has been appropriate. I'm not looking at this uh, working group as being a one off thing. This this is part of a long term initiative for BCVA to try and maintain sustainability in all angles of what we do. Hope you're well and thank you very much for listening. Cheers.